All right, this one's going to be good. I have been covering marriage type podcast but today is for the single ladies those ladies who are looking for love right now you don't already have a husband now just happens that the marriage uh, podcast we've done previously were actually really great for married and unmarried women because you can learn this stuff before you get married learn how to get close to your husband learn how to handle problems with him maybe hopefully prevent things just just skilling up right but for women who still haven't found a spouse it can be kind of tricky. Some women find it hard, scary, overwhelming, annoying, fearful, a million things. But I have you covered. Today I'm going to give you just three. There are so many more, but just today, just three of the red flags. So you can dodge some bullets and hopefully pick up on some things that you might have otherwise missed. Because actually thousands and thousands of women that I work with have told me they've missed these unfortunately so i need these to get out there so listen up today we're going to find out some of the three red flags you need to notice when looking for a spouse Hello, assalamu alaikum. Thank you for joining us here at the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast, where we are always helping women go from just surviving to thriving. And we really, really believe here at Mindful Muslim that if you just have the skills, you would be a better person. You just need them, and that's not your fault that you don't have them. Whether you weren't taught certain things, whether you just never picked them up along the way, it's okay. You'll get it all here. Marriage, love, relationships, um, life hacks, organization, parenting, homeschooling, everything related to what a mindful Muslimah, Muslimah of the Sunnah wants to deal with every day in her life, but just needs a little support with, we've got you covered here. Okay, so today's topic is for women looking for a spouse. Now, if you're a mom who's a, well, a woman who's already married who has children, what I would say is this is still really helpful because what I really wish for moms as well is that when you go to help your child get married, that they know this information. It's funny enough, I've had a lot of moms work with us on this type of stuff because they have teenagers or they have children who are even like 10 or 11, but they just want to know ahead of time as parents what to look out for, how to raise them right so they'll be a great um, spouse for somebody else. Or in general, they just want to give their children their full rights by educating themselves as parents. So whether you're unmarried and looking for love or you're already married as a parent and you're looking to marry a child the right way by the Sunnah, this is for you. And funny enough, you're going to hear me talk about it throughout the month. Most Muslims do not get married by the way of the Sunnah. I just, I've been doing this for about 20 years with so many different cultures and a lot of groups, they use their culture over Islam. So if I'm not going to throw out the names, but whatever country they're from, the average person, if you go to their weddings and you attend their process somewhere along the way, it was extremely cultural and not quite Islamic, but we got you covered here. So today we're not going to go into the depth of that. We're going to go into that in the next podcast or two, kind of some things that you need to do. And even we have an entire free class and a five day challenge. So I just want to throw this out there this weekend, we will be opening up the free five-day challenge. It will start on Monday. So many of you have already gotten on the list. The um, list for it is below. Definitely get your name on there because we're only letting a certain amount of people get in and you don't want to miss a spot. So it's down there in the link below. It's totally free. And for five days, you're going to get together with other women just like you, no judgment. Like if you don't feel you have the right support or you just want more information 
or you want somebody who'll just understand what you're going through. There's so many women that are going through the same thing. Maybe you're going through looking for a spouse. You can get in that group, have some fun. We're going to do some fun activities, challenges, very simple, take one to two minutes. And in the end, you might just win our secret prize worth $400 that actually helps you to find a spouse. And then we also have Amazon gift cards um, for the second and third place winners and everybody walks away with some type of coupons. So definitely, definitely get it on there on your name in the list if you have it. Now that is for Monday that's starting. For those of you who keep asking me, so many of you on the 25th, that's when we open our free uh, marriage class. We only open it for about a week or two a year. So we open it in January. We might open it again in June. We're not sure. So definitely get on in there and get in depth. Everything I'm going to talk about today in depth. And you're also going to get um, so much more in that class in terms of how to find a spouse, what to avoid, what to step-by-step do, like everything, everything in there. And every person who walks away with that class walks away with the top 15 questions. We actually have 95 in total because we have an entire marriage course, but this is just the free class. If you want to take the course, you're more than welcome, but this is just a free class where we give away like a portion of, of the course in a way. So it's the 15 questions. And then we also let everybody walks away with a marriage plan. You can download it by the end of the class. So very excited for those on the 25th. You have to get on the list to get the link for that one as well. So those are both in the show notes. If you're like, show notes, what are those? I don't really do podcasts. I was just passing through. I don't really get it. Just DM me on Instagram at mindfulmuslima and I'll help you out, all right? Or you could always email me if you're like into email um, at mindfulness at mindful-muslima, M-U-S-L-I-M-A-H dot com, all right? Let's get into today's topic, all right? So here's the thing. After years of doing this with women, I've noticed that like there's this pattern of what women tend to not pick up on. And there are so many red flags I could discuss, but I just picked about like the three big ones that I've noticed today. And like I said, in the free class, we'll go into it even more. Um, But I want to cover number one first, right? So let's talk about temperament. Now I did an IG reel the other day on this one, just a little snippet, like a 30 second snippet on like why this is important. So here's the thing. Um, the average woman actually doesn't even look for the right things. Like if I was to ask you right now, if you're looking for a guy, what are some of the things you're going to look for? Now, nobody wants to sound superficial. So no one's going to talk about the way the guy looks, but we all know that's important, right? check right and then what about um like what he's gonna do with his life like I want to know like is he gonna have a degree in something is he you know gonna take care of me you know we get into that or what about um like what about like um his family if he comes from a really great family check you know like you're going through the list right so want want those were not the things that the prophet peace be upon him had people look for first at all So ironically, what school you go to, what country you're from, how good you look, or um, even if your family's good or not, like these were not top things the prophet, peace be upon him, ever had people use to qualify a spouse. Hmm. But that's like, I see so many like WhatsApp groups with CVs. Do you guys see those? I get invited to those all the time. Like, oh, everybody upload your CV. Like, oh, I'm six foot tall. I'm like, I have fair skin. Um, I go to the measure these many times. I did it. Like people have like, almost like they're like going on a job search. Have you seen these things? Nobody used those in the time of the prophet. This is very like a cultural trend that has happened with certain groups of Muslims. So that's fine. But 
I would like to say, if you were going to upload a CV, wouldn't you want to align it with things that the Prophet, peace be upon him, actually told people to look for? Most of the time, they're not the top things on those things. So what are the top things? You're like, so what are they? Okay, I can't go into all that right now. I have about 20 minutes to do this podcast, and I have three important things to give you. Get on the list. In my free class, you'll see all that in there, all right? But getting back to temperament, this is really important. So you you like, okay, check, check, check. The guy looks like this. This this is what you're generally looking for. I see a lot of women do this. Then they're like, hmm, let me see if he prays. Let me see if he, um, you know, is practicing. Okay, he kind of is. Maybe they're into that. Maybe they're not. And then they totally ignore temperament. So it turns out the guy has a crazy anger problem and he's constantly angry. It doesn't matter how good he looks when he's angry. It doesn't matter what degree he has and what college he graduated from. When he's a hot ball of anger and mess every day with you, catching an attitude and constantly yelling at you for everything you do and criticizing you, is it? You see how important temperament can be? Oh, I have another one. I cannot tell you how many calls a week, a week I get from women about the fact that they don't realize that this at first. I always go on the consultation calls with them and then I talk to them about it. You guys know I do um, free consultation calls all the time. The link for that's there too if you really need help. But I talk to women all the time about this and they're describing for me what is passive aggressive. So they're like basically telling me how their husband's always blaming them for everything, guilting them, you know, about things. But he's clearly doing usually things that are not so amazing, but somehow he turns it around and lets them know that it's all their fault. Hmm? Passive aggression, um, anger, so many other qualities and things about him that we have to start paying attention to. Because if you're married to a guy like that, like I said, doesn't matter what his quote unquote CV looks like, right? When I say CV for the people who are in the US, we say resume. Uh, most of overseas, they say CV. It's like a resume. <laughs> so I, I see these all the time. Um, yeah, like when you have a list of things that you just want the guy to have. So yeah, FYI, this is something often overlooked. And after the wedding is over and everybody's done with their first year of pretending they're really this way or that way and all the masks come off. And, and, and it's not that people are trying to be fake. It's just that after a while you get comfortable, right? You get a little comfortable with him. So you want to show him who you really are. Maybe some days you don't always brush your hair, you know, like whatever it is. You get a little comfortable. Your personality comes out a little bit more. His comes out. Bam. There comes this crazy temperament that you didn't know was there. And now you're stuck with this guy for the rest of your life. I'm sorry to say it like that, but I have so many women with that. Um, So that is number one. And we'll go into, like I said, more into that in the free class. Number two, the fact that they overlook key incompatibilities. So here's the thing. I'll throw this one out there. I told you that the prophet, peace be upon him, he didn't look for the, the major things that I just mentioned in the beginning, which are the typical things, right? When you want to know if you're going to marry a guy, you check his Facebook profile, right? You start trolling. I know who you are. No, I'm just joking. I know, I know this is what people do, right? You want to know. You want to know if he like leading a double life. I get it. But the point is the things that we often do first are not really the things that the prophet, peace be upon him, suggested. And some people are like, but then how am I going to know? And that's what you're going to, I think, enjoy about the class that I do and about the way that I'm going to give a lot of information to you in this podcast and the next couple of podcasts. I'm going to explain to you how the way that we're going about it is very like self-centered. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran, he says, and they deem themselves self-sufficient. We tend to think as a default, like maybe even unconsciously, we don't mean to do it. We just fall into like, well, what do I think is going to help me? Instead of like, what does the law say? And we're like, oh yeah, sure. I'm going to like consider what Allah said. But I mean, 
it just makes sense. I got to check him out on Instagram and see if he's like friending a million girls or what comments he's leaving, right? Yeah, it does. But again, <laughs> like keep going that route. See how far it takes you. I talked to tons of women that really doesn't work for them, right? In the end, in the, and there's a lot of psychology behind it. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Today, we're giving you just like a brief summary. Like I said, if you get in the class, I'll give you all that. But for now, incompatibility. So personality, really important. And if you don't know your personality type, how could you know the personality type that works for you? So many women do not realize their own personality type. It's crazy. I will tell you, um, I didn't know about this. Um, you know, I was married, divorced, and then remarried. And now, alhamdulillah, if you guys haven't heard, I have an amazing spouse, alhamdulillah, because I got married this way by the sunnah. Allahu alam. I attribute all of the good that I have, all the khair to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, when you use his Quran and sunnah as the way you get married, it's just, there's no better way. So I did follow it, okay? I married my children by this way. You guys know, um, in my free class, I'll actually tell the marriage story of my daughter, of my oldest daughter. And I was I was telling it the other day on a live, and Allahu alam, like, I got all teary-eyed, and then my niqab got all wet. It was kind of embarrassing. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, guys. Every time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blows me away at how he keeps his promises. Like, we know it, but when you see it in real life happen, Ooh, you got to catch my story. It's like giving me the chills right now. SubhanAllah. Not like anything from myself. It's just literally from following the things that I'm going to tell you. Allah makes such beautiful things happen in our lives if we only let it happen. Alhamdulillah. SubhanAllah. So anyway, yeah, we have to consider these things. So I took the personality test even after I got married because I didn't realize that. And um, I just happened to, alhamdulillah, be compatible with my husband. But when you take this test, and I, and I do offer the test in my course and so many other things in the course, right? But I'm just saying in general, once you know this stuff, it is powerful. Because then you can find the guy who actually matches you. Because certain personality types are not compatible. And I'll give you a little hint, ding, ding. These are one of the things that the Prophet, peace be upon him, used to tell people to look for. Isn't that crazy? Like, we don't even talk about this in the Muslim community. Um, we just kind of sidestep it and we just think, is he practicing? What college did he go to? Like, we're just so superficial, right? And even though practicing is really important, the practicing that we consider practicing is like, does he pray five times a day? As if that's a really high standard. Like, oh my gosh, he prays, alhamdulillah. Like, come on, guys. This is like the basics. Anyway. So inshallah, um, we, um, I, I want you just to start paying a lot more attention to compatibility. And if you're not sure what personality type you have, how could you know his to match yours? And same thing with character, his akhlaq, you know, these things. So get to know yours. I always teach this to women. And like I said, we'll touch on it in the marriage plan in the, in the class, but definitely get to know yours so you can know his. All right, let's move on to red flag number three. This has to be one of my favorite after temperament and there's so many more of these flags but like I said we're only going to touch on three today um because we only have a couple more minutes and I want to make sure you guys get like a powerhouse of information okay family to all the ladies that think you're just gonna marry the guy and not his family mm -mm, mm -mm. let me say that it doesn't matter if now some of you are like no no no, I want to have to do this family okay I'll get to there in a second First, I want to address the women who think like it's all about the guy. I have to make sure it's me and him. Yeah, his family's important, but it's more about me and him. Guys, what happens is now, it's, now, by the way, this is why culture is so important. And one of the next podcasts that we're going to do, it's either going to be Friday or Monday. It's going to be on intercultural marriages. Ooh, I have to say, 
I started this about a year and a half ago to two years. I have been wanting to do this podcast from before I even started. I have no idea why I haven't started it yet or or covered this topic. So many women have asked me to cover it. If you are married, you're going to love this one. If you're unmarried, you're going to love this one because so much of our problems in our marriages have to do with misunderstandings, misinterpretations, miscommunications because we're marrying some guy from a different culture or even in the same culture. I don't care. Like, for example, I'm just going to throw a country out. I don't care if you're from Egypt and and you're from Alexandria and he is from Cairo or like maybe you're both from Cairo, but his family was like this and you're like this and they raised like this. Or maybe you are from Sharqiyya. You're from like the a different like village way over here. You will find huge misunderstandings or interpretations even in the same country. Now, what about if you guys are marrying from two different cultures? This is where it becomes an even bigger problem. And so many people deduce all their problems to like, oh, he this and she that. And if they ever got together and started to talk about what's really upsetting them, like so often, I would say about eight out of 10 times, it is a cultural thing. It is incredible. It is incredible. So I really can't wait for that podcast. And what I'm going to touch on that, the reason I'm connecting it here is, is red flag number three is overlooking things about his family or the way that he deals with his family and their influence. Because I've had so many women on the phone tell me horror stories of how much they didn't know at the time how much the mother is in control of their husband. Now, I'm not doing like the evil mother-in-law thing here. I'm not going there. I'm just saying there was a previous very strong relationship between the husband and the mother and every decision that she thinks that she's going to make with her husband for their life and their kids can't happen unless the mother approves it or he listens to the mother instead of her and she feels like she's forever getting nowhere. I get these all the time, especially if you live in the houses with the in-laws. There is a lot that goes on. Sometimes it's not the mother-in-law. Sometimes it's the sister-in-law. Sometimes it's his sister. She is forever involved in your business and constantly telling him what to do and think and he loves her so much and he respects her so he has to do it. Sometimes it's a brother of his. Let's not demonize the women. Sometimes it's a brother of his. Again, it maybe it's just a cultural thing where in his culture, he has an older brother that he's always supposed to kind of take his opinion first. And you're like, he's not going to live in our house What does that have to do with us? So I'm just touching on these things today. Like I said, I'll go deeper in the class, but I want you to know, underestimating this factor of the influence and the exchange and the way that they they deal is very, very powerful. Now you might say, well, it's not gonna be a problem. I already checked that out. I already know. But then there's another layer, ladies, which is you having to almost like read body language. That's another cool thing that um, we talk about in the class is reading micro expressions. I love this. So one thing is women are always like, but how do you know if he's telling the truth? How do you pick up on these things? Well, that's when you learn how to read micro expressions. Now this sounds so crazy, but I mean, honestly, in this day and age, it does not hurt to know more, does it, right? So in the FBI in the US and many other um, you know, places in the world, they do this. Um, they're trained, especially like officers, detectives and things, they're trained to read body language. A micro expression is like seconds. Like it could be the way you blink, you flash your eye to the right, you just like pull the right side of your mouth up. It's the slightest movement that happens when somebody lies, when somebody's embarrassed, when they're trying to hide something. If you can read micro expressions, then when you ask really important questions, 
you have a good understanding if they're telling the truth or not. And that's really important because so many women talk to me about the fact that they think he might just say stuff in the meetings, but then turns out later on, he's not telling the truth, right? And so these are really powerful tools to have to read micro expressions. Yes, please. So I want you to know that Today, we only covered about three red flags, but you can see in just this conversation that I'm opening up, and I want women to have this information because the more you know, the more empowered you are to make a good choice. I love that so many sisters are depending on their moms and their aunties and maybe their friends' opinions or maybe their own really smart, you know, approach to the world and people. But you have to know the Quran and Sunnah. The things that I'm going to touch on are going to be things in the Quran and Sunnah, but they're also things that are very much related to everyday life. All the things you guys want to know. Where do I find the guys? Like, what do I use? What do I not use? Do I have to ask my dad's permission? Like, all those questions, all your questions answered, I have a way to help you cover them. But here's the thing. I can't do it all in a podcast, right? So I wanted to throw that out there today as a little bit of food for thought for you guys. Happy Monday, right? Get the the brain churning. So many of you guys have been DMing me about the class. If you want to, um, like I said, that'll be opening on January 25th. Definitely get on the list. If you want to do the fun challenge, I'll be in there. We're opening the doors tomorrow so all the ladies can get to know each other for the weekend. And then on Monday, we're going to start the first challenge. We're going to drop and it's going to be really, really um, kind of engaged from then on. I'm really excited. So hope you guys enjoyed this one. Hope that gave you something to think about. And as you are looking for a spouse, I want you to keep in the back of your mind, make sure that I'm asking the right questions, I'm looking for the right information, and I'm focusing on the right things. I'm not just turning a blind eye. Last bonus tip advice I'd like to give to women. Know this stuff before you find a guy you think you might like. Why do I say that? Because people get emotionally involved they really do. It's really hard once you're like, mm, I kind of think he might be the one. Then all of your senses and logic, I don't care how smart we want to be, goes out the window because we are like really, really feeling the situation. So getting solid on these things, this is just me not even scratching the surface, to be honest, but just giving you a bit of information is really, really key because once the emotions come in, it's hard to stop them and then only focus on the logical things. That's where women miss a lot of stuff and they wake up in their marriage a year or two later completely miserable. And now in a situation, sometimes even with children, they cannot escape. All right. I'm being serious. And here I am being really serious with you. These are things that can be life-saving because you can end up in really bad marriages and in depression. I have women calling me day after day. So I'm giving you guys this stuff in a fun, lighthearted way but I'm really hoping to educate women and help them to avoid possible problems that don't ever have to exist. All right. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep you safe and healthy this entire week. I will catch you back on Friday. Put your name in the list if you haven't already. And if you need me and you're going through anything particular, do not hesitate to reach out to me on Instagram. Um, and I have 15 minute sessions. Like I said, if you have a, a burning problem, I know a lot of you have booked. It's really, you said, oh my gosh, your calendar's full. I can't get in. I know that. Try your best. As soon as an opening comes up, snatch it because I can't make any promises. I know. I think I'm almost booked for all of January already. So just try your best to get in there. But love, love to connect with you guys. I will talk to you in the next one. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.